Welcome to this podcast from BMJ Open. I'm Dr. Alison Walker, Associate Editor. This podcast is about a research paper published in BMJ Open, which looks at staffing levels on hospital wards in England, particularly that of registered nurses, and the association with mortality. Here to talk to us about the team's research is Professor Peter Griffiths from Southampton University. Hello, and thanks for joining us. Hello. So we've known for some time then that having more nurses on the wards is associated with lower mortality. So why did your research team decide to want to look at this again? Well, we've certainly seen a a lot of studies showing that association. But when it it has come to implementing this into policy, a lot of doubts have been cast over the research, not least because most of the existing researchers only looked at registered nurse staffing levels and not considered the inputs from other staff groups and particularly healthcare support workers where there's an increasing interest in whether or not we can substitute those uh, workers for registered nurses and indeed doctors where we have consistently seen that there is an association between medical staffing levels and mortality and we know that hospitals with large numbers of doctors also tend to have large numbers of nurses. So it's quite possible that some of the results that we had seen in previous research might actually be a false result resulting uh, that stems from that correlation. Okay, so you wanted to look at those broader uh, staff groups as well? It, indeed, yes. And, and so what data sets did you look at? Well, we had access to two data sets. Uh, one was the routine data for the whole country. We have a national staff census data that gives us hospital-level staff data for all uh, NHS hospitals in the country. The hospital episode statistics gives us patient outcomes data. But because the staffing data at a national level doesn't tell us anything about the deployment of staff on hospital wards, we were also able to supplement this research by looking at data from another study which had looked at the hospital staffing in wards in a sample of 30 32 NHS hospitals that gave us very detailed staffing levels of nurses on hospital wards. Okay, so then using these data sets, you looked at the association between mortality on medical and surgical wards? Indeed, yes. And then you took account of staffing levels then by the nurses, healthcare support workers and doctors? That's correct. And then you looked at hospital trust level and at ward level? Yes. We we looked at ward-level staffing data. Unfortunately, the mortality data can only be attributed to a a hospital level. It's actually very difficult to go behind the um, routine data to look at where patients' deaths occur. And, and of course, it really the, the death of a patient in a hospital is something that is, is more sensibly attributed to, well, potentially attributed, if, it, if it's an avoidable death, is, is something that is, is better attributed to their experience through the hospital as a whole, rather than to the particular place that it happened. I mean, an example would be that if you looked at death rates in intensive care, they were inevitably high. That's not because of intensive care, it's because that's where patients who, who are very sick end up, and that's where they end up dying. Okay. And just to be clear then, what exactly do you mean by a healthcare support worker? Well, it's a group that historically were referred to as auxiliary nurses. I think that term is still occasionally used in, in some hospitals. Healthcare assistants, healthcare support workers. It's, it's slightly difficult because the terminology that we use across the country is, is not standard. 
Uh, and perhaps more strikingly, it's a group of workers who work on hospital wards to provide assistance to nursing staff and assistance to patients whose training, whose regulation is completely unstandardized. So there's no regulation, there's no requirement for training. And and it's part of the reason why uh, we have problems with the terminology for the group, but it's also one of the reasons that questions have been asked about whether or not this substitution between these staff groups is actually a good thing to do. Okay, and so then using your different data sets, what, what did you find? So we found overall a, pi- a picture that showed that, that very consistently there was indeed a, an association between the number of doctors employed in the hospital and mortality. So the more hospital doctors per bed, the lower the mortality rate. And, and that, that's entirely consistent with previous research that's looked at medical staffing levels. When we included the medical staffing in our analysis, we found that when we looked at the national level data, so where we were just looking at the number of nurses employed by a hospital, the associations that we had previously seen between nurse staffing and mortality actually went away. That became non-significant. However, when we looked at nursing staff deployed at, on, a, on a hospital ward, we found that the association did remain significant and there was a very clear association that said that when nurse staffing levels were higher, the mortality rate was significantly lower. For example, there was a contrast between uh, hospitals where the average nurse staffing was more than 10 patients per nurse and compared to hospitals where the average nurse staffing was six or fewer, uh, those hospitals with six or fewer patients per nurse had an 11% lower mortality rate. When we looked at uh, healthcare support worker staffing, though, in the national data, we actually found that hospitals that employ more healthcare support workers actually have significantly higher mortality. We didn't see the same relationship when we looked at the ward-based healthcare support worker staffing, perhaps reassuringly, but we certainly found no evidence whatsoever that suggests that you could safely substitute healthcare support workers for registered nurses, certainly in terms of maintaining patient safety. Yeah, so that's rather interesting um, and maybe a bit surprising about the healthcare support worker data. How do you think your research will help policymakers work out staffing requirements on hospital wards? Well, I think there still remains a lot to do. This is, this is one of the first studies that's been done in England that, that starts being able to give some indication of the actual staffing levels on wards that were associated with improved mortality. So previous studies have tended just to give a broad relationship. So it, it potentially helps. I think there's still a lot more to be done in terms of the staffing levels that's required on different types of wards. But the wards here are all general medical surgical wards. So they, they are the wards that um, maintain, that deliver the bulk of hospital inpatient experiences. We don't yet know the extent to which the required staffing levels vary over time uh, between different subspecialty wards. So there, there's much to do. But I think what it does say is that, that actually where policymakers are considering this substitution for registered nurses is the assumption that, that we can actually reduce the number of registered nurses and replace them with healthcare support workers. We can't find evidence that says that can be done safely. 
So it certainly says that any move in that direction should at best be regarded as a potentially dangerous experiment. It certainly says that there needs to be very different training to the current healthcare support worker workforce. And and it, it really, I think for the first time, very clearly says that we should try to disentangle the different functions that are going on, that clearly healthcare support workers have an important role to fulfill. They do a lot of the what has previously been regarded as essential basic nursing care meeting hygiene and comfort needs. So they're really essential, but that doesn't mean that we can substitute them in the nursing care role in delivering patient safety. So I think that says to me that policymakers need to look again at that direction of travel. Thank you very much then. Uh, so it's sort of flagging up findings that our policymakers need to heed. Indeed, yes. Okay, thanks very much then to Professor Peter Griffiths. If you'd like to find out more, please read the full paper on BMJ Open.